Lego. Slendy, hey, hit it up the park. Hit it with a strike. From the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, hey, you already know what's up. What's that? Another home run. But you know the job ain't done. Till we hold that trophy up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 500 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is October 25th, 2023, and there is a lot to talk about. Bob Melvin, he has been introduced as manager of the San Francisco Giants, had his press conference today. We'll get to some audio there and some thoughts on that. AJ Preller just spoke moments ago to the media of course it was on a zoom it was not in person for some reason he doesn't want to do an in-person conference can't do that wonder if they when they hire the manager are they going to do an in-person press conference uh because i'm getting tired of these zoom conferences i know it's probably not that big of a deal and it's probably better for all parties involved actually because the media can just sit in their house they can be wherever aj can be wherever but you know, th- this whole Zoom conference thing started with Bob Melvin not being there earlier this offseason, and that was a red flag, and then it's gone all downhill from there. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about. You know, AJ Preller speaking on Zoom. I'm going to get to his after I get to Bob Melvin, just because the order was Bob Melvin speaking, introduced with the Giants, and then AJ Preller had his Zoom conference a little bit after that. And then I want to talk about Is this Padre's job a desirable job? Do people outside the organization actually want this Padre's job? AJ Preller mentioned that there was a lot of interest in this job. He's gotten some interesting people showing interest already. But of course, he's going to say that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to truly believe that. And I'm not going to, it's hard for me to believe anything that AJ Preller says anymore because he, It's okay if he lies to Padres fans. He is totally okay with lying to Padres fans. He he doesn't care. So I'm not going to care what I say really uh, about A.J. Preller. I'm giving you my thoughts. And Padres fans, I want to know your thoughts. You can join the show. You can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat to give your thoughts on Bob Melvin leaving the Padres, on the Padres allowing Bob Melvin to go to the San Francisco Giants for zero compensation. AJ Preller had some thoughts on that as well, and I definitely have some thoughts on that. And then I'll get to some San Diego sports stuff at the end. So thank you all for coming on and joining the show. Just a reminder, use Geek code talking for hours, $20 off your order there. And check out Breaking Tea and FOCO. FOCO has some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. BreakingTea.com, Padres shirts, sweatshirts, Aztecs, Wave as well. So check them out with the link in the description. But yeah, let me know in the comments here if you're live on YouTube or on replay. Let me know your thoughts on what has happened here with this San Diego Padres franchise here over the last, what, 48 hours with Bob Melvin going to the Giants, talking with the Giants, officially being introduced with the Giants, A.J. Preller talking to the media via Zoom. And let's get to Bob Melvin here right out of the gate. What he said, what he told the San Francisco media 
as he was introduced as the new San Francisco Giants manager. The first one that I'm going to pull up here, the audio, is... Maybe I shouldn't do this one. Uh, actually, yeah, Bob Melvin, it was his first comments as the Giants manager. He's putting on the San Francisco Giants jersey. If you have not seen this, go to my Twitter, at Talking Friars, and you'll be able to see it. It seemed like he was so excited to be with the Giants that he couldn't put on his jersey properly. So here is Bob Melvin, his first comments. I'm going to fast forward here. His first comments, puts on the Giants hat. And here is Bob Melvin sitting next to Farhan Zaidi as now the newest manager of the San Francisco Giants. Well, thank you. Well, thanks. Um, This is kind of a surreal moment for me. you know, I grew up around here, as everybody knows, a absolute crazy various sports fan. You know, whether it was Cal and Stanford, whether it was the 49ers and the Raiders, whether it was the Giants and the A's, the Warriors, I was into it all. And, you know, I was walking over here today thinking, talk about full circle. And, you know, for me, this isn't even something as a kid you could even dream of. All right. Like, first comments there. Talking about the Bay Area sports and all that. If you look at the visuals of Bob Melvin, and I guess I could. Yeah, I could pull this up if you want me to. I do see that in the comments. I'm going to try to pull this up here for the YouTube audience, the visuals of Bob Melvin. There is this picture that the Giants took, and I'm going to share that too. There's a picture here. Of Bob Melvin, and I'm showing it to the YouTube audience right now. Sure looks like he's happy to be away from A.J. Preller and be with the San Francisco Giants. That's what that looks like to me. And then there's also videos here, which I will get to. So this is, he was asked about the Padres and that situation. He didn't want to get too much into that situation that he had here with the San Diego Padres. So I'm going to show that to you here. Here's Bob. Uh, yeah, Bob, this is Danny Emmerman with KMBR.com. Um, Why was this job with the Giants a better job for you than San Diego? Uh, look, hey, I, I really don't want to get too much into the San Diego situation. Other Why than not? The fact that I really enjoyed my time there. Um, you did some things transpired last year in a difficult year for the team with high expectations. I think there was a narrative at the end that probably wasn't going to go away. Narrative being on my last year of my contract. And I think it, it, as far as that organization goes, it's probably not fair if that narrative continued through, you know, next year. So all things considered, uh, this opportunity uh, came about, and you know, for our, for all the reasons I stated, this feels like the right one for me. But I very much enjoyed my time in San Diego. It just seems like, with a lot of things that were were popping up there, it just was was time to move on. All right, interesting, Bob. So you very much enjoyed your time in San Diego, 
but you didn't really enjoy it enough to stay with a more talented team for one more season. And he said that he was thinking that this Padres stop, he was going to manage through the contract and be done. He actually signed with the San Francisco Giants through 2026. So, no, he, he just didn't want to be with the San Diego Padres. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I feel like he wanted to be with the Padres if it was maybe Farhan Zaidi or someone like Kim Ang, someone like that, or someone that he knew, like Billy Bean or David Forrest. If they were, if they were the GM, president of baseball operations of the Padres, would have Bob Melvin wanted to go manage the Giants over the Padres? I don't think so. So he wanted to get away from A.J. Preller. A.J. Preller didn't want to have Bob Melvin continue to be the manager. And that's that. A.J. Preller can tell you all he wants in that Zoom conference today that they were going forward thinking that Bob Melvin was going to be the manager in 2024. And they were excited about that. And he wanted that. They were fully prepared for that. Don't let him... Don't don't believe that because that's BS. You're telling me, AJ, that you didn't think that the Giants were going to call. No, you said that to Padres fans, made it seem like that Bob was coming back for 2024 just so that you could wait for the Giants to call because you knew that if you said that, then the Giants, like they're reading their reporting. They read Kevin AC. They read Dennis Lynn's stuff. They read Andrew Baggerly. It's not like they just go about their business without reading these reports. And so they know that you're not getting along. And once you say 2024, yeah, Bob Melvin, he's still here. He's all ma- he's our manager going forward. We're excited. The Giants are going to call. The only reason that you said that, the, that uh, Bob Melvin was going to be back was so that the Giants would call. You didn't want to give the form. You didn't want to have to pay Bob Melvin the $4 million. And you wanted to say, hey, I didn't fire Bob. Bob wanted to go. And that's the that's the narrative. There's a bunch of the word narrative was thrown around today, right? And there's there's multiple narratives here. Right? Like the the Bob Melvin narrative that he was mentioning there in that press conference in San Francisco. The narrative, it was going to continue and it, it was pretty much like it was going to be unavoidable, right? Well, the narrative was that you two, Preller and Melvin, couldn't get along, and there was going to be talk all season long of, oh, if the Padres stink, Bob Melvin's going to be gone, right? He's He doesn't have a contract extension. What's Bob Melvin's future? And so, yeah, Bob was like, yeah, I, d- I didn't think that it was going to be fair. For, I didn't want that narrative to continue for the 2024 season. That that wasn't. I didn't want that narrative to continue going on. You just didn't want to be with the Padres. You didn't want to work with A.J. Preller. He's not going to admit that to the public in a press conference. I understand that. But for me, it's hard to believe that he wasn't messaging Kevin Acey, wasn't messaging Dennis Lynn, wasn't, he wasn't a source in any of this stuff. Or his agent, or people that he knew weren't sources of any of this stuff. I'm sure they were, because he wanted to get it out there. He wanted to get it out there probably to Andrew Baggerly that, yeah, he'd be interested in the San Francisco job if the San Francisco Giants reached out and they asked for an interview. And I'm going to get to A.J. Preller more here, but A.J. continuing to spread what I think is not the truth and trying to spin this so he looks like a good guy here that, 
oh, this situation with Bob, Bob Melvin going to the San Francisco Giants. It was the one situation, and Bob Melvin said this in his Giants presser as well. So AJ, he heard that, saw that, was like, all right, I'm going to keep using this in this press conference today. I'm going to keep doing this because I can cling on to this and make it seem like it's all Bob Melvin's fault. He clinged on to, well, this was the one place that Bob was going to be interested in going to. So it was a unique situation for him, being back home, all that. So he clinged on to that and kept mentioning that. And he just wanted to keep mentioning that so it looked like it was Bob. I didn't fire him. It's okay. No, it's We're just going to go look for another manager. This was a unique situation for Bob. We wanted Bob to be happy. Bob, go to the Bay Area. This is a spot that he wanted to be. It wasn't us. But guess what? You could have prevented Bob from going to the Bay Area because he's under contract with the San Diego Padres. He was. You could have said no. But I'm sure in your office, AJ, you were giddy when you saw the Giants wanted to talk with Bob Melvin. You were so happy. You're getting what you want now. And now you're going to go get to hire Ryan Flaherty or Mike Schilt, whoever you want to hire. And I hope that this is your last chance. How many chances are you going to get? It seems like he's pretty comfortable. Doesn't seem like he feels like his job is on the line or anything like that. But what I'm hoping here is that AJ hires whoever he wants and his contract is up after 2026 right now. And usually a manager contract is for three years. And guess what? That aligns perfectly with AJ Preller. So I hope Peter Seidler sits there and is like, yep, the manager's contract is three years. Same as your contract. Doesn't work out. Both of you guys are gone. That's what I want. But Peter Seidler, it was this season that he said AJ is excellence and he's not going anywhere. He didn't say that same thing about Bob. And guess what? Bob's not here. So, yeah. AJ, actually, I should say this. Padres fans, don't believe what AJ Preller is trying to tell you. Because he lied to you already. And he's going to be not, he's going to not tell the whole truth again. Of course, he's going to keep doing that. He wants to make himself look good, obviously, like everyone would. But just because AJ says something, don't take that as 100% truth. Don't take that as fact, because everything that he says is not 100% fact. That is the fact. That is the truth. Just like whatever Bob, everything Bob Melvin says is not fact. That's just the way it is. So, again, to wrap this whole thing up, Bob Melvin being gone with the Giants, how I feel about this right now, Bob Melvin, Bob Melvin being gone to the Giants, I wish him well health-wise, but no, I don't wish him well. He's in, the, he's in the division. He's in the NL West. I don't wish Bob Melvin well. I want to beat the crap out of the Giants every single time we play Bob Melvin. I want If Blake Snell's on the Giants, I want him to get smacked off in the home opener next season. I want Manny to round the bases after a home run and smile and stare at Bob Melvin in that dugout. And so, no, I, I think, I don't think AJ Preller's the right guy for this job, but now that Bob Melvin, and this is correct as well, he did quit 
on the players in that clubhouse by saying that I'm going to go to a division rival with a year left on my contract. He could have said no to the Giants. I understand why he said yes, but it is true. It is the truth that he did say no to the players and he did give up on them and he did go to a team that they're going to play a lot in 2024 and beyond. He's going to be there through 2026. And I hope players take that as motivation. Like this guy didn't believe in us enough. He quit on us. It's not like he, his contract ran out. He still had a year left. He quit on us. And Bob, thank you for 2022. But I hope the Padres beat the crap out of the Giants every single time that they play the Giants. And Bob is going to be sitting there. Obviously, I hope Bob's going to be sitting there on his couch in the postseason and the Padres will be playing in the postseason. I think that's fair to not love Bob Melvin right now, but also I, I don't love AJ Preller right now, you know? So that's just the way it is. And uh, Padres fans, let me know your thoughts in the comments. But yeah, Bob Melvin introduced by the San Francisco Giants. And it sure seems like he's much happier in San Francisco than with the San Diego Padres. And it felt like he always wanted to be with the Giants. Always did. He didn't, it didn't feel like he truly wanted to be with the Padres after watching this press conference here. Here in San Francisco, uh, Bob Melvin sitting up there with Farhan Zaidi as the newest manager of the San Francisco Giants, a team inside the National League West for the San Diego Padres. All right, quick break and continuing with some stuff that Bo Mel said in his Padre in his Giants press conference. Check out Gaglione Bros famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website gaglionebros.com for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. And by the way, this narrative that Bob Melvin brought up about the disconnect, like that's the narrative, the disconnect there's a couple narratives, right? A.J. Preller, his narrative's going to be, oh, the media, anonymous sources. It wasn't my fault. Bob left. He wanted to leave. It's not my fault. There's going to be that his narrative there that he's going to run with. And then there's the narrative that Bob was referring to, the media narrative, and I think A.J. hit on it as well. The narrative is correct. It, it's not like, I think they're using the word narrative as like it's a negative thing, like, yeah, there's this stupid narrative that's going to go around next year if I stayed as the Padres manager. The narrative was based on fact from guys that are inside that clubhouse, based on fact from people that are inside that organization that A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin didn't want to give credibility to when Melvin was still technically the manager of the Padres here in this offseason. So the narrative was only going to continue because it was fact. Right? If it wasn't fact, I think that these guys would be very open about their relationship and have more details about their relationship to prove that those things were not true. But there's people inside that clubhouse that know that that narrative was true. And Bob Melvin probably didn't want to deal with Kevin Acey's questions or Dennis Lynn or Marty or AJ or whoever. Didn't want to deal with Bernie Wilson's questions. Didn't want to deal with that. And I understand that, but it was a self-made narrative. Did the writers write it? Yes. It wasn't you like publishing a piece on your own or saying it to the media without anyone bringing it up. But you, both of them played a part in this. 
Bob, it seems like, didn't want to listen to AJ, didn't want to really listen to the front office. And AJ, again, looked like he uh, stepped over the line and overstepped his boundaries. And AJ mentioned, like, not going, like, things that needs to change, not going three weeks without sitting and talking about something. Was he referring to Bob Melvin? Was he referring to just some other small stuff in the organization? I thought that was interesting. Uh, but here's Bob Melvin, or actually here's Farhan Zaidi, and then I think Bob Melvin also speaking here as well. This was about the compensation. No compensation for the Padres for Bob Melvin. Here is that little bit here. Or did you arrive at anything? No, there's there's no compensation with the hire. And again, I just want to reiterate our appreciation that they were kind of flexible and accommodating in the process. And then just related, Bob, did you think that San Diego would grant permission? And, and what, what were your thoughts as you were going through that process? Uh, well, I had a lot of conversations with with AJ. So uh, when this one came up, this is probably the only one I would have listened to. Um, but he was good enough to to tell me about it and and ask my thoughts on it, and we had some conversations, and so yes, the answer is yes. Talk. All right. So how? Like I, I just don't understand this. How do you not ask? That, that's what I'm led to believe. AJ Preller says in his media scrum, or not media scrum, but his video press conference. He talked about how he didn't want to cloud the process. Him asking for compensation would maybe cloud the cloud the process of getting Bob Melvin to the San Francisco Giants. It was like he was helping get Bob Melvin to the Giants. He wanted Bob Melvin to be on the San Francisco Giants. If he really didn't want Bob Melvin on the Giants, but Bob Melvin wanted to be on the Giants, he would have asked for compensation. And he would have clouded the process in his words, right? He didn't want to cloud the process. I want to cloud the process. If I'm A.J. Preller, I want to cloud the process. Sure, you don't want to be here? Sure, if I'm A.J. Preller, you know, based on their relationship, I probably don't want Bob Melvin here either, but I'm not just going to let Bob Melvin go to the San Francisco Giants. This is competition here, is it not? It's like Preller is helping the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, no, no compensation. Here you go, San Fran. Just take one of the most respected managers in baseball. No problem. No compensation. No, nothing. You're telling me that the Giants wouldn't give you a draft pick. They wouldn't give you a low-level minor leaguer. They wouldn't give you anything. If I was AJ, I would have asked, hey, Giants, you want Bob Melvin? You got to take Matt Carpenter's contract. Or you got to take Austin Nola's contract. Which is only like a few million dollars. But if you're trying to cut payroll... You try to take any little thing to get certain guys out of the organization that you don't want anymore, that are, you know, bringing this organization down. Maybe not by like their character. I'm not saying that, but their play on the field or their lack thereof, the lack of production on the field. I would have at least asked, hey, San Francisco, you willing to take on Matt Carpenter's contract? Or I would have asked for a draft pick. I don't care what the draft pick is, it could have been the Giants' lowest draft pick, but to get nothing out of it, to get nothing out of it. That doesn't make sense to me. If you're the president of baseball operations, you're the general manager, you're supposed to look out what is best for your club. So if you're trading a manager, you're it's not a trade because you don't get anything back. But if you're put it, you're giving a manager to another team, I want it, I want to make it a trade. 
I want something back to help, something that could help my team. Again, I don't care if the draft pick was low, the lowest pick that they have in next year's draft. I don't care what it is, but get something back. We've seen plenty of examples of these low draft picks ending up being future Hall of Famers, being all-star players, being major league players, something that could help your franchise. I don't care what it would have been, but to, to sit there and it seems like they didn't even ask for compensation, that's just stupid, in my opinion. That's just stupid. How do you not ask for compensation here? The Giants could have said no, but AJ could have, if he was asked about the compensation thing, he would have said, the Giants said no, I tried. He didn't say that. So, yeah, that pisses me off. To not ask for compensation, I get it, AJ. You didn't want Bob to be here. So you didn't want to cloud the process. You just wanted to make it as easy as possible to get Bob Melvin out of San Diego. Okay. Still, I have a hard time believing that the Giants, who they they took Bob Melvin up really quickly, right? He's already having his intro press conference here. The first day off of the postseason, they were like, yeah, press conference, let's go. Bring him on in here. We got to do this. Let's go. They had the, the hype video up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Thank you, San Diego, for that. You're telling me the Giants wouldn't have given you anything if you would have asked. They wouldn't have given you anything? Come on now. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. How do you not ask for something? Was there anything else that stood out from this Bob Melvin press conference? Not really. It was a lot of... It's not like San Diego media was there. I cannot wait when he comes back to, to San Diego, which is going to be the home opener for the Padres. So at the beginning of the season, it might not even be then, but a spring training game probably, or they'll, when they're in Arizona, some San Diego, maybe Kevin AC or Jeff Sanders, someone goes over to the Giants facility for a day and speaks with Bob to get the story and get a more in-depth look at it's probably not gonna be in-depth but more quotes more questions to bob about san diego instead of just like one question because the giants media they're gonna talk about how he's from san francisco and they're gonna talk about there were questions about the japanese players and his history with players like that like hasan kim i'm not saying hasan kim's japanese but like players like that you darvish ichiro guys that he's had in the past they care about the giants they don't care about the Padres, right, that much. So I'm going to be interested in that. Uh, but yeah, Bob, he said it wouldn't be fair if the narrative continued, right? Like that was something that stood out. Farns AD talking about how he's there through 2026. That just further confirms that he wanted to be with the Giants. He didn't want to be with the Padres with A.J. Preller. He probably saw A.J.'s going to be here for forever. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be a lame duck manager and then get fired in May if the team gets off to a bad start because guys can't hit with runners in scoring position that I can't control because I'm not the one in the box, you know? Um, and he admitted, here's another thing. He admitted, this was one, I don't have the, the audio, but he admitted to thinking about being the San Francisco manager every series that he was back in that ballpark. And he talked about how he would run the stairs at the beginning of those giant series. And think about, you know, look out McCovey Cove. And he thought about being the Giants manager. 
So again, that leads me to believing he didn't, he never was like fully in on being the Padres manager. He was always thinking about being the Giants manager. And then AJ Preller complicating things even more, that made it an even easier decision for Bob. Like, yeah, I'm out of this place. I'm going to go manage for the Giants. Might have a less talented team, but I'm going to go manage with the Giants because I'm from there. I think about it every time I'm, I'm in San Francisco about being the Giants manager. This guy is a headache to deal with. I can not just have one year left on a contract. I can have three years, 24, 25, and 26. Yeah, that's great. Sign me up. So my feeling with Bob, it's not, I've seen some people on social media say F you. I'm not like that, but I want the Padres to beat the crap out of them uh, every time that the Padres face the Giants. Because I can't, I can't say F you to, to Bob Melvin because he did give the Padres some great moments, led the Padres to the NLCS in 2022. I can't say F you to a guy that did that. And he did, when he was a manager of this team, he did appreciate Padres fans and showed Padres fans respect. And last home game, took a moment to applaud Padres fans, probably knowing that he was going to be gone. Uh, like, he appreciated Padres fans. From the, the opening press conference that he had sitting alongside A.J. Preller, probably the best the relationship ever was the first day, appreciating... Wow, when I came here with the A's on a Tuesday night, it was sold out. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate what he did in 2022. But I do get the sense that he didn't, you know, well, it, it's the truth. He did quit on his Padres players, something that I didn't think he was going to do. But I said that before the Gabe Kapler thing happened. Before Kapler got fired, I said, I don't, I don't see him quitting on his players. He might not like A.J. Preller, but he's not going to give up on those players. And that's what he did. He might not view it like that, but he did technically quit on his players because he had a year left on the deal. And he said, no, I'm going to go to the San Francisco Giants, a team that has less talent. And I'm going to go there and manage that team. I mean, he didn't, the Padres and I, Mike Schilt, I could definitely see this happening. Mike Schilt, he's hired as the next Padres manager, let's say. Spring training first day or before the home opener at Petco Park. They're about to face the Giants. I'm sure he will bring up that quote from Bob Melvin. He'll bring up the video from Bob Melvin. <laughs> and he will just F-bombs all over the place, F this guy, all that. There won't be any phones out. So it's not like it's going to be, you know, out there on the internet, like the, the, the speech that he had with the Cardinals. And he will use that to his advantage and make that motivation for the Padres. Like this guy gave up. He was always thinking about being the Giants manager. He could have stayed for one more year. And instead, he decided to leave you and go to the Giants. He is definitely going to use that as motivation. And he should. He should definitely use that as motivation to those Padres players and hope that they, you know, take that and use that as motivation. I could see Ryan Flaherty doing that same thing. He turned our bot. He turned his back on all of us. We had a more talented team. He didn't care. He didn't believe in us enough or else he would have stayed. They'll do that. 
They'll pull that. They'll, they'll say that. And I don't blame them. Hey, whatever can help you win, I think that you should just be motivated just because you let down the entire city of San Diego this past season. I don't think you need Bob Melvin going to the Giants as motivation. But whatever it takes to to make the postseason next year and go on a run and go win the whole thing, that's that's all I care about. So whatever whatever it is, use it. Um, but yeah, like Bob, he didn't want to be here. And hopefully the Padres make him pay for that this coming season and for the rest of time that he is managing the San Francisco Giants. I think it's fair. Like, I'm not going to say F you to Bob, but I hope that we crush you every time that we play you. But thanks for 2022 as well. I think that's a fair viewpoint to have. All right, I'm going to go through some comments here. Um, I will get through all the comments at definitely at the end when I get through AJ Preller uh, and what he had to say, some of the main points that he had to say. Um, let's see here. Brent says, congrats on 500 subscribe or 500 episodes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's, it's, I don't do this for the money. That's for sure. Um, because there, there are jobs out there that, and I don't even view this as a job. It's not really, I mean, I put effort into it for sure. And I do this, you know, I've been doing this pretty much every day here and I love putting up content for you. But I don't view it as a job. Like, I could go get more money if I go worked at a random spot. But I didn't. I probably wouldn't love it, right? I love this. I love talking with Padres fans. There are some people out there that aren't big fans of me, and that's that's okay, you know. Uh, but I try. I try my best to get back to everyone. I truly care about the Padres fan base. I am a diehard San Diego sports fan. I'm a diehard Padres fan. I want what's best for this franchise. I want to win. I want this team to win. I want to see Padres fans, you know, hugging strangers at Petco Park next October, just like last postseason. Um, like, I want that. I I miss that. I freaking miss that. So, um, you know, none of this is fake. Me yelling and all this, it's not fake. Uh, it's true. Um, sometimes it seems like I don't have as much energy as others. That's just how this is just me. I'm not faking anything. Um, I love uh, I just love this town, love this city. And I I just want the Padres to win that World Series before we die. Right. I mean, that's all we that's all we want here. And when I get pissed off about things, it's not that I'm a hater. It's I'm frustrated with how things are going. I want change. I think a lot of Padres fans want change. We just want this team to do well. And when things aren't going well, we're going to express our frustration with it for sure. Uh, Jay Fly says, sounds like Bowmill was destined to leave San Diego for San Francisco. I agree. Bowmill knew he was going to leave once San Francisco uh, fired Gabe. Gabe Kapler with three games left. I think so as well. Again, like Preller, and I'll get to him here in a second. He can say all he wants about, he can talk all he wants about how he fully thought, yeah, Bob was going to be the manager in 2024, and they were going about their business just like that and all that. He was waiting for the San Francisco Giants to call him. He knew it was going to happen. So he just, he wasn't going to fire Bob. Wasn't going to happen. Maybe he would have thought about it if the Giants hired a manager and it wasn't Bob, but he was never going to fire Bob Melvin because he knew that that Giants phone call was coming. 
once Gabe Kapler was gone, he probably got giddy and he was happy. Like they're going to call for Bob Melvin because they read all the reports and they know that we, we're not getting along. We're not connecting. And I'm going to be able to get out of this and be able to say, I didn't fire Bob. Bob just wanted to go to the Giants. He didn't want to be here. Not my fault. What do you want me to do? He didn't want to be here. So I let him go to the Giants. I want someone managing here that wants to be here. And he's going to run with that narrative. So whatever. Um, ben says it just shows. My, nice first name, by the way. <laughs> it just shows how dysfunctional our organization is pretty much. Yeah. D-Mobile says, I said it when the season ended. If Bob Melvin is scapegoated and eventually dips, it's going to be an uglier season than last year. I hope not, because last year was pretty ugly. This past season was ugly. I know they had a winning season, but come on. It wasn't a winning season. Yep, I agree, Dinos. He looks elated to not be with the Padres. Good. Yeah. Uh, James says I wouldn't boo him at the ballpark. Now, AJ, elite security, would have to throw me out. So, yeah, not a fan of AJ. Are Padres fans going to boo Bob Melvin when he comes back? I don't know. I'd have a hard time doing that because of what he gave, what he helped deliver to Padres fans that joy in 2022. Again, I'm not right now, I'm not at the stage where it's like, F you, Bob because of what some of the good moments that he did help deliver to Padres fans. I, there's going to be some boos. I'm sure there's going to be some boos that are going to be like, you didn't want to be here. You gave up on us. You know, screw you, right? F you. And I understand that viewpoint. Um, but it's not like he came here, no postseason success, missed the postseason both years, and then dipped. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm ready to move on. Like I thought Bob was the right guy and it's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm on the Mike Schilt train. Bring me Mike Schilt or skip Schumacher, but bring me Mike Schilt. We can get to the, the Schumacher stuff here in a little bit, but bring me Mike Schilt. I'll elevate him. I'm on that train. Let's go. If it doesn't work out, then Schilt's gone and hopefully AJ's gone as well. Hopefully I thought this was going to be the last straw. But I do understand Peter Seidler with his health. He probably doesn't want to have to go through the process of deciding on the manager and deciding on a a new Pobo, a new GM. Doesn't want to do that. So I understand that. But, um, yeah. I think some Padres fans, James, will boo Bob Melvin, but I don't think it's going to be like uh, Dodger fans booing Manny, for example, like where the whole stadium's booing him. Brent says he's probably not only happy being away from AJ, but also away from the entitled players winging about what positions they play or worrying about positions they play, where they bat, etc. Yeah, probably as well. And there's there's not stars with the Giants. Now, there probably will. I'm, I'm pretty confident there's going to be at least one star on the San Francisco Giants come opening day next year. But... Yeah, he probably was tired of that as well. We know he was tired of Josh Hader, but Josh Hader's not coming back. So it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have had to deal with that headache, but he would have had to deal with the headaches of other guys as well. Based on reporting, there were other headaches. There's other headaches in that clubhouse that are here for a long time. And he probably didn't want to have to deal with that. And add that on top of AJ and the, the narrative 
that was going to keep going and he's on a lame duck. He's a lame duck. One year contract. AJ doesn't like him. Could be fired at any moment. Probably didn't want to deal with that. But it is valid to bring up like he quit on the players because he did. It's not like the contract ran out. And so the players are going to run with that, I'm sure, and use that as motivation. Mike says, congratulations on 500 episodes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Brent says, if next season goes horribly, it's not on AJ anymore. It's on Peter. Well, I think Peter shares blame already. I mean, he I'm sure he had to okay Bob Melvin going to the Giants and talking with the Giants. So there's that. He is en enabling AJ Preller to continue running this ship. He could have fired AJ. Hasn't done it. He's the one that said AJ is excellence and when AJ saw that, he probably got even more confident. It was like, I'm not going anywhere. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not going anywhere. This guy believes in me through everything. Failure, success, whatever. I'm not going anywhere. I'm invincible. So, yes, if next season goes horribly, it's on Peter as well, just like it is on AJ. But it's on Peter. This is on PJ. PJ. This is on Peter as well. Most of it's on AJ. But Peter shares blame in this as well because he he's enabling this. This continues to happen. Why? Because of the guy at the top. Who's the guy at the top? The guy that Peter Seidler is allowing to continue running the show. And I love Peter Seidler, but you know there, there's some tough love that needs to go around with all parties involved. All right, I'll get back to the chat here in a little bit, but I do want to get to what A.J. Preller told the media 97.3 the fan as always they do a great job of highlighting some of the things that AJ Preller says here in these zoom conferences they have a lot of video up right now so I'm going to play that here is this is going to be AJ Preller's opening comments to the media and for the YouTube audience I am sharing this as well Again, this is courtesy courtesy of 97.3 The Fan. They broadcasted this press con this video conference. Not the video part, but the audio. They broadcasted that live on 97.3 The Fan. Um, I think it was Coach Quintero that was on, and they stopped that, broadcasted it, Love listening. Well, I didn't love what AJ said, but it was great that they made that available. So thank you to 97.3 The Fan for making that available. And here is AJ Preller's opening comments that he made to the media today at Petco, or he's sitting in his office at Petco Park. Yeah, I just, just want to start by by you know, saying that, that we obviously appreciate Bob, Bob's contributions here the last two seasons in San Diego, and we wish him the best in San Francisco. I think, you know, from my conversation Don't with Bob the over the last few weeks, and I think clearly watching him today, I think we, we understood it was a unique opportunity in, in San Fran for him to go back home and uh, you know, the, the one job that, uh, that that definitely appealed to him uh, outside of San Diego. So I think for, for us as an organization, um, you know, our attention really switches forward to hiring a manager. And I think we're super excited about the process. We know we've got a really talented roster and some great players. And, you know, our attention shifts as soon as today to, to go and finding a manager that uh, we feel like is going to connect with those players, uh, shares the passion and thirst that our fan base has to, uh, to bring in a championship here to San Diego. Uh, you know, somebody has a shared vision with uh, with the different departments of our organization. And, you know, honestly, uh, you know, somebody that uh, when we look up here at the end of the year, we're back playing in October and that that, that pursuit starts today. And uh, we're looking forward to getting, getting started. All right. So that's A.J. Preller. That was his opening statement talking about they want a shared vision. 
not surprising. Um, he's, you know, talking about how he's hinting that they didn't connect. But then when he's asked directly about that, he then makes it seem like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. We got along. I mean, the first video conference of the offseason, he mentioned uh, that there was a friendship between the two. Um, here, A.J. Preller was asked if he believes Bob Melvin's departure from the Padres may have been best for all parties in terms of getting a clean slate. Here is A.J. Preller on that. You know, again, I think when we, we got to the end of the season and we had a chance to, to, to talk there, you know, right after the season ended. And then, you know, really in the last couple of weeks, I've sat down with Bob since then. And, um, you know, I think really the way that the way the process worked, too, I think Bob, after that first meeting, he, he expressed to me that, you know, hey, how would we handle if the team called and asked for permission? And I, I explained to him, and you know, that uh, we'd, we'd kind of cross that bridge when it came and then. Um, you know, in the last few days when it was the Giants, I think he just explained that that was, you know, that was a job that, that at least you wanted to listen on. And, you know, I think for us, like, we felt like, you know, there, there clearly was a path forward. Um, you know, sure you did. We, we have a good group and could have success. But again, I think this gives us an opportunity to really start focusing on on, on adding a math that, uh, you know, from, from our standpoint, fits what we're trying to do, fits our team and our clubhouse. And, um, you know, somebody that, uh, that, that that's going to help lead this club here going forward. I can't wait. I'll say this. I can't wait until there's like this 30 for 30 or they don't do 30 for 30s anymore. Right. But there's like the, you know, Netflix documentaries are big nowadays. I can't wait until the Netflix documentary drops about the 2022 or 2023 San Diego Padres and what happened. You know how, like, with the last dance, they had um, they had the Michael Jordan. They had all the cameras, right, from, from his last season. They had behind the scenes. And you look at the David Beckham documentary out on Netflix, which I enjoyed watching, and I'll probably watch it again. Uh, that was four episodes. They had behind-the-scenes looks in the locker room and all that as well. Um. Imagine if there were like cameras behind the scenes of this. I know the U.S. Women's National Team. I think there's a Netflix doc that's gonna have behind the scenes stuff coming out about what happened at the World Cup. That was announced before the World Cup, before they weren't successful there. Uh, but like, imagine, imagine if we would get a Netflix doc about this because I think it's not just Padres fans, right? The national baseball world, I think, would be really interested in seeing what the heck happened here. Because there's a ton of storylines, a ton of things that happened. Um, AJ Preller was asked how much of a priority it is and what he'll do differently to find a manager that he more closely aligns with. Here's AJ Preller on that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know we've been through the process a few times here, and I think you know every time you go through any process, you know you gain experience, uh, the ability. You know what you're looking for, different questions you're asking, how you're vetting different guys out. And I think we'll we'll have some you know some good knowledge and experience as we go to this one. But each situation is different, honestly. You know, I can look back. You know, um, you know Andy Green, for example. You know, when you look at the rosters and you look, you know, what we asked him to do, which is more of a rebuild situation, um, and, and get us back to a spot where we felt like we can be a competitive team. It's hard to like judge him from the win loss standpoint. You know, the last two managers with Jason. And Bob, it's been more about winning, you know, and obviously with both of those managers, we've gotten to the playoffs and, you know, and, and won some playoff series. And I would expect the next manager to, to do the same, um, you know, but each situation is different. I think we're in a little different spot now than we were five or six years ago. And, 
I think this this search process will reflect that. All right. So still not a whole lot of much, not much that you're going to get from AJ Preller. And that's not a surprise. That's just who AJ Preller is. Uh, he was asked why things didn't work out with Bob Melvin. And if we were expecting AJ to like spill the beans on everything, I think that was kind of foolish. He wasn't going to do that. But here's his answer to that. I'm not, again, like I, I, I know, I know this year was, you know, we didn't meet, we didn't meet our, our expectations. So I understand that for sure. I think we definitely look back on last year with a lot of fond memories and, and playing, getting to the LCS. So kind of like judging how much did it work, how much didn't in two years, you know, we, we, you know, get. By the way, I'll let him finish here, but so is he trying to suggest here? I'm kind of, I don't really understand what he's trying to say there. So he talks about how, like, yeah, I understand this year didn't get where we wanted to go, but last year, fond memories. So, like, what? What are you trying to say? Like, it wasn't enough time to judge if it was a success or a failure? Was A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin a success or a failure? If you had to choose one, success or failure, which one would it be? It would be failure because they didn't, they didn't get to a World Series. They didn't win the World Series. They didn't get through the three years of the contract. They couldn't get through three years of the contract, and it ended up with Bob Melvin choosing to go to the San Francisco Giants for three more years rather than just one year, which was what his Padres contract was, right? Like, so no, if it's a success or a failure, and AJ, I know he's trying to take up time, right? But just answer a question just right out of the gate just simple straightforward sure you you're, you want to elaborate the media wants you to elaborate on some things but i i just want someone sometimes that you know manny is it manny i think some sometimes he's asked a question by the media right and what does he do he gives like a a one word answer and then the media asks another question that's not the best for the media, but you're direct. AJ Preller's not direct. He loves dancing around things, saying a lot of things without saying anything at all. He loves doing that. So here was him when he was asked how he anticipates this managerial search to go, what he thinks of the organization's internal candidates. We we have we have some you know, some some candidates that uh, that we're going to sit down with here starting as soon as today. Honestly, that we feel we feel strongly about that are that are really well qualified, and we have some other candidates in the organization that we're going to talk to to engage their interest level. Uh, I can just tell in the in the first 24 hours, though, there's there's a lot of interest in this job. Um, of course, that's what he's going to say. A lot of interest, and if there is a lot of interest, it's probably from people that have never worked with you, or they don't have connections with people inside the Padres organization. They just see the flashy stars and they made the playoffs in 2022. Right? Like Bob Melvin was one of those people because he didn't know AJ Preller. But is there a lot of interest? That's what I want to know. Is there a lot of interest from people that know AJ Preller? Probably not. We've had some some very interesting names and some people that are very accomplished uh, that have that have expressed interest in uh, in in this job. And I think really it's a, a testament to the to our team, our roster, the talent that's here, the fact that we've we've gone to the playoffs, you know, the last, you know, a couple of times here in the last few years in our city. You know, we've got amazing fans that support this team. So 
it's an attractive job. I think we'll sit down in with some internal candidates the next few days, but we're going to make sure, you know, we exhaust all the different possibilities, um, you know, to get to get the right choice. It's no real time frame. It's not like, hey, we need to do this by this time. It's a big off season for us. We've got a lot of a lot of decisions to make. This is the first one, and we want to try to get it right. Yeah, of course you're going to want to try to get it right. Um, the next thing here that AJ said. I'm just moving through here from 97.3, the fans' Twitter. Again, thank you to them for posting these videos so everyone can see A.J. Preller talking. Um, A.J. Preller was asked why Bob Melvin was allowed to interview with a division rival, which obviously is of interest because, again, they got no compensation back. Here's A.J. The way we looked at when I sat down with with Peter and, and you know, and, and, and ownership and Eric, I think, no, what we looked at was was basically like this is you know this is an opportunity for Bob. And honestly, we were on the other end of it a few years ago. You know, I think uh, you know it's not unprecedented. You know, two years ago, we reached out to Oakland. You know, in a similar spot, like understanding that you know Bob's from that area and everything like that. But we had an opportunity that we at least wanted to see how it played out, and you know we're granted permission at that time to talk. I think from this standpoint, really out of respect for Bob, what he's done, and and kind of throughout the organization, this is the way we've operated for the most part over the last you know nine years or so since I've been here. Is if some if a team calls and asks for permission, you know we, we feel like it's a, it's you know it's a, it's it's in the best interest of everybody to at least let the employee know, hey, this is this is what's out there. And I think from Bob's standpoint, he was pretty you know he was pretty open that you now that was the one job at least when the Giants called that at least he had to listen. So you know that those were the factors that went in. I sat down and. Again, talking with uh, and and you know and and visiting with Peter and then the group, like making sure that everybody's on the same page from that standpoint. We decided to let him to let him interview. Yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, okay, you can let the person know that yeah, this that we're gonna or that another team, another organization reached out, they're interested, but you don't have to let them go interview. And again, back to that point that I talked about earlier not even asking for compensation. That's that's what I'm getting here. They didn't even ask for compensation. And he mentions, well, the Oakland A's, we didn't ask for compensation. But yeah, like that's different though. Like, and I would I would have been fine with giving compensation to the Oakland A's for Bob Melvin. I would have been fine with that. It's a trade. He was under contract with the A's. It's a trade, just like a player. If you're putting a player you're giving a player to another team, you're getting compensation back. You don't just give a player to another team and say, no, no compensation needed. No, I get he's not on the field, he's, but he's, he's, he's the manager. It's still a big part of the in-game thing, right? Relationships with players, it's huge. I still think it's huge. Is a GM more important in baseball? Yeah, probably because of the roster construction and all that, but... I mean, to not ask for compensation just does not make sense to me. This isn't buddy buddy. Well, you're buddy buddy with Farhan Zaidi. It's a it's it's competition. Is it not competition? This this team's in the National League West. Go get try to get something back at least. Try to get something back. AJ Preller was asked if there was anything that shifted between the time he announced Bob Melvin would return and him now leaving to San Francisco. Here is AJ on that. No, I think you know, I, I, you know, my intention the whole time was that we were gonna uh, we were gonna move forward with Bob, 
And I, you know, I think even as recently as last week in Arizona, like sat down with Bob for, for a few hours and went through the coaching staff and the roster and different situations, you know, what we needed to, to accomplish here this off season. So I think from our standpoint, again, I think, uh, I think, you know, I think everybody pretty straightforward and, you know, as the Giants called and asked permission, you know, we made the decision to go present it to Bob and, you know, fully understanding that if he didn't want to take it, like we were excited about him being our manager going forward. So no, I don't think anything from that standpoint. All right. Yeah. If, I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't want to take it, of course, you're going to, you're going to say you want Bob Melvin back, but you knew that he was going to take it. As I said earlier, I totally believe that they were waiting. AJ, the Padres, they were just waiting for the San Francisco Giants to call. They weren't going to fire him because they wanted to save that $4 million, which now they're able to do. And uh, I did like this, this question here from Bernie Wilson, who I definitely respect this about Bernie. He's not afraid to just ask a direct question. And he did that. He asked about the burn rate, the high burn rate, I think is what the, the phrase was, with A.J. Preller, his managers. And here is what A.J. had to say about that. I think, like, looking at it again, like, you know, I, I kind of, like, focus as far as, you know, with, uh, you know, with with Andy and, and now Jason, Bob. No, I mean, again, I think that the idea is you want you want somebody that's here for, for a long time and you want to uh, – you want to find talented people that are here for a long time. But again, it's, it's like anything. It's like, you know, you look at any kind of partnership, you know, it takes two. I think what, you know, again, like I'll, I'll constantly look back and say, Hey, how can we do this different? And what does it look like? Cause you want to hire a really talented person and hopefully they're here for uh, you know, for a decade. Uh, but sometimes they, again, like things come up, they're different rosters, different situations, maybe different opportunities that people are, are excited about. We've had other people leave the organization because you know, they want to, you know, they want to go to a, to a, you know, they want a, a new opportunity. They want a different challenge. They want to be closer to home. Um, but I think from my standpoint, it's like, look, we, 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 you know, we want to make sure we have an environment that, you know, the employees feel good about working in and, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, putting a, putting a situation together on this next hire where hopefully we look up and this is somebody that's here for a decade. That's the Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he said about Jay Stingler, right? He wanted, he wanted him, he told Marty Caswell that, right? And then, like, weeks later, Jace ends up being fired. You know? He's going to say that, obviously. Want him here for a decade. I'll see it when I believe it. You know, that whoever, whoever, if it's Schilt or if it's Ryan Flaherty, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and believe that, okay, this is the manager that's going to be the one that's here for a decade. The Padres haven't had that. They haven't had that guy under A.J. Preller that's been here forever. It's a high burn rate. I think that's what Bernie said, high burn rate, because people probably get burnt out by A.J. Preller, and they're tired of A.J. Preller, and they just can't deal with it, those that don't get fired, like someone like Bob Melvin. Um, AJ was asked, I'm not going to go through all these, but AJ was asked if he senses that Peter Seidler is disappointed that he and Bob Melvin couldn't find common ground uh, to continue working together. And I believe AJ pretty much said like that they weren't, he, he wasn't really like disappointed. Uh, he had faith in them all along that they were going to be able to 
to, to find it, to, to be together, right? To be able to work, work it out. And AJ, as he did multiple times here, mentioned, oh, the unique opportunity, Bob Melvin going to San Francisco, like he really wanted to be there. That was the one team that he was going to listen to, to try to spin it off. Like, I'm not firing this guy. There wasn't a problem here. Bob wanted to go. He gave up on us. I didn't fire him. When, if the contract was up, the contract was not going to be renewed by A.J. Preller. If it was his decision, I don't think the contract was going to be renewed. Um, A.J. Preller was asked what the narrative was that Bob Melvin mentioned would follow him into the upcoming season if he had stayed with the Padres. I believe Marty Caswell uh, asked that question, which was a good question because it came um, after Bob Melvin mentioned that narrative in that Giants press conference. And so A.J., he tried to pretend like he didn't, or maybe this was another answer that he gave, but I think he tried to pretend like he didn't hear it, even though earlier in the the Zoom conference, he admitted that he did see the the Melvin presser today. So here's AJ. Again, I think, you know, like, I guess the narrative he's, you know, is kind of this, this disconnect, I guess he's saying, but no, I mean, I think from, from my standpoint, like I, yeah, we got to the end of the season and we've had, you know, we feel like I said, we've had some success here in the last couple of years also. And we have, you know, so I, I, I think for myself and others in the organization, we've really prepared to move forward, um, you know, with Bob. Continuing, you know, talking about, oh, we've had some success trying to downplay the disconnect. I was the manager. And, you know, I think like, I think really what we're looking at is, again, you're always excited when you get a chance to add somebody talented to the organization, especially, you know, I think uh, we feel like we have a good group. So I think, you know, from a player standpoint, so. You know, I think the attention really just goes to, you know, getting the right manager, getting somebody in here that, you know, is going to be able to to work with the players. And I think the shared vision is an important thing. You know, I think that's something we got to make sure. And that doesn't mean like, hey, somebody that's just uh, I've seen it written in the past, you know, a yes man or something. You know, we, we don't do that in any part of the organization. Like all of our conversations start with speak your opinion, you know, say what you feel. And I think we get pissed in meetings is when. You know, you don't say what you feel and then you walk out the room and maybe say something different. So we try to encourage that throughout and every every conversation we have. And I think we're looking for people that want to come in and bring ideas. And then when we agree, we, we, we go out and agree and, and, and go forward and test it out and see how things work. So I think we're excited to have somebody that, you know, that has that shared vision, that's willing to kind of disagree and then commit. And ultimately, um, you know, somebody that kind of kind of views winning in the same way that a lot of people in this organization do, because we've got a lot of really good people in departments in this org. All right, so AJ talking about how you know the shared vision is important, and he he mentioned the yes man thing, like because he reads everything. I'm sure he listens to everything. Like this guy is a baseball nut. Sure, he goes and plays basketball and all that, but this guy truly is a baseball nut. And so yeah, he he reads everything. I'm sure, and he probably knows that. Stuff that Dennis Lynn, Ken Rosenthal reported was true. Kevin Acey was true. I mean, Eric Grubner admitted it on Ben and Woods a few weeks ago that, yeah, that stuff, it wasn't inaccurate. Might have been during the season at the end or after the season. I forget when Eric said that on Ben and Woods. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, Preller, he he's trying to paint himself in the good light, obviously. And trying to be like, yeah, Bob, like shared vision is important. Bob didn't have that shared vision. And he talks about the yes man. I go back to the yes man. 
You're telling me, AJ, that Andy Green was not a yes man? You're telling me that Jace Tingler was not a yes man? Those guys had never managed before. Nobody knew who those guys were going into the the that process when we heard those names come up. Who who the who, who's Jace Tingler? I don't know who that is. That's what a lot of Padres fans were like. That's what that's their reaction when he was hired. Who is this guy? I'm sorry, you can't convince me that you weren't hiring that guy thinking that, oh yeah, you could, you know, control some of the things and have an influence on that person's decision making. Uh Peter Seidler, he has uh, HA I believe told the media here that Peter Seidler has been involved in the process. He was asked if he has a strained relationship or if he had a strained relationship uh, with Bob Melvin. And here is his answer with that. Again, like, uh, and we, we talk about it a lot, like, you know, I, I don't think like there was a lot different in the two years, you know, in terms of the working relationship or anything like that. I know personally, you know, he'll talk about just like, I oh, will, we like each other and everything there. But I don't, it wasn't like, you know, the last two months were strained. And, you know, I think, I think overall, again, there were some adjustments that Bob had to make coming from Oakland. Um, you know, there, there were, there were adjustments that, uh, that I had to make, you know, with a new manager. And, you know, I didn't feel like, hey, it was, it was more strained at the end than it was a couple of years ago or anything like that. I think these were just, you know, as we went through the, uh, the process the last two years, like any relationship, there were things you liked, there were things that, you know, we felt we could have done better. Um, you know, we had, you know, ultimately result wise, we played, you know, we played deep into the postseason last year. So I think people would view that as a success and we didn't get it done this year. I think our focus is on, you know, let's go get a manager. Let's go get better this offseason. We've got a lot of decisions, free agents and, you know, trying to prove the roster. That's, that's kind of the next steps for us. All right. So that was pretty much that from AJ Preller. Let me see if there was anything else that was posted here from 97.3, the fan anymore video i don't think so again credit to them thank you so much to them for posting that um yeah with aj you know the things that because i was listening to this when it was happening and took some notes some things that stuck out to me and he mentioned wanting a manager that wants to use their info he did mention that at one point in this presser so kind of like hinting that yeah bob he wasn't as receptive as we probably would have liked to the front office, to me, you know, approaching him with ideas and information to help him. And maybe that was true. It probably was true, especially there at the end when Bob was, I don't know, I don't want to say he was checked out, but he probably was like set on, okay, this isn't going to work out. Our season's going down the drain. At one point this season, Bob literally said there's no point in looking at the standings at this point. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think, you know, both sides are at blame. Just Not just both sides, but Seidler's on. He's, he's to blame with this. Preller's to blame with this. Bob Melvin's to blame with this. Bob could have tried to make it work. He could have said no to the Giants, but didn't. Preller could have said no to the Giants, but didn't. Seemed like he wanted Bob Melvin to go to the Giants. And when things were going bad, they could have just been adults and sat down in a room and hashed things out. But instead, it seems like their end-of-season meeting didn't really do anything and their minds were set. They might tell you publicly that, yeah, we 
we were looking forward to 2024. That's what Bob Melvin, I think, told uh, Bernie Wilson. I, he might have told that to Kevin AC. But of course, they're going to say that. As I said the other day, I don't think Bob should have even talked to anyone in the San Diego media. You see Gabe Kapler was fired before the season even ends. You have your, your uh, media scrum at the end of the year in Chicago with that media. But then don't talk to the San Diego media. If you're not going to be on that Zoom conference with AJ, you already committed like things aren't good. Like that was a big red flag that confirmed things weren't good. Or else you would have been on that Zoom call. I don't have to. He was busy. Bob was busy. He was moving. Then find another time. It's a freaking Zoom conference. You don't have 20 minutes. Of course you do. So I didn't buy that. That was a big red flag. And Bob, why did you talk to Kevin Acey? Why did you talk to Bernie Wilson? Just say, I don't have time to talk. He said that about the Zoom. You did that uh, with the Zoom conference. He shouldn't have, he just shouldn't have talked because he now looks like a liar as well because he said he was looking forward to 2024 and confirmed that he was still the manager of the team. AJ's a liar. Bob's a liar. Looks like he said he, he, he was telling the Padres fans, yeah, I'm here for a year. I'm coming back. And then now he's with the San Francisco Giants and saying, yeah, every time I was here in San Francisco, I was looking forward to, or not looking forward, I was thinking about maybe being a manager of this team one day, running the stairs, looking out at McCovey Cove. Like, you look like you're, you look bad in this. AJ looks bad in this. The whole freaking thing is bad. That's what it is. And this brings me into is this Padres job desirable for external candidates? Is this actually a good job? We'll get to that here after this break. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's underdog fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, so Kevin Acey, he just came out with a piece in the San Diego Union Tribune 
kind of wrapping up the Preller press conference. It says that this story will be updated more, so stay tuned for that there on the UT. He mentioned that Mike Schilt, he has started his interview process with the Padres today. Ryan Flaherty is expected for Friday. And those are the two big internal candidates. Those are the two favorites for the next manager of the San Diego Padres. They are the favorites for getting this job. For external candidates, it is noted that there will be some outside candidates to talk to. Is this even a desirable job for outside candidates? For those that don't know A.J. Preller, I think that some would be like, yeah, this is a desirable job. I'm going to express interest to the Padres about this job because they don't they don't have a relationship with A.J. Preller. They see, okay, yeah, Bob might not have worked out, but it worked out in 2022. I can be the guy. I can do this. I can get, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe a couple million dollars from the Padres. And I can have all of these fans in the ballpark every night. I could be possibly the person that gives the Padres their first World Series championship and never have to buy a drink in the city for the rest of my life. I think some people that would be interested, some experienced maybe former managers, former coaches, current coaches, will look at that and be like, yeah, I'm going to show interest. At least, hopefully I can get an interview. They see Tatis and Bogarts and Manny and Soto and Musgrove and Darvish and some of the prospects coming up. Yeah, I'm going to try this. Why not? There's a bunch of talent here. Get to live in San Diego. I think that external candidates would be. They, they would think that this is desirable. If they don't know A.J. Preller, they, if they don't have relationships with people inside the organization that don't know how things are run, or maybe if they don't ask questions before the interview about the, the work environment. But for people that know A.J. Preller, for people that know the work environment, that are knowledgeable about the situation, that call up Bob Melvin or call up Jace Tingler or call up Andy Green and have conversations. Call up the a million former coaches that have been cycled through. I don't think that they would have very favorable, favorable things to say about the Padres. I think, I mean, there's people literally in the Padres organization that are hinting that, yeah, this isn't a very favorable position. Dennis Lynn wrote a piece in The Athletic. One longtime Padres official we're probably not a place a lot of people would want to end up. A longtime Padres official is saying, about, saying that about his organization, about the Padres organization. Yeah, probably not a place people want to come and, and end up in. Shouldn't that signal to Peter Seidler that A.J. Preller is the problem and needs to go? If a longtime Padres official that I'm assuming was with the Padres before Preller got here, is saying that, yeah, probably not the best place, probably not a place that people would want to end up. And you have all this talent on the team. You got to the NLCS a couple years ago, last year, a couple seasons ago, not very long ago. Pack Petco Park all the time. That's a red flag, is it not? And there's former coaches, former people in the organization that have said negative things in the past about A.J. Preller and how things are run and the culture. Like, there's red flags all over the place, right? 
these people externally, if they're maybe thinking about putting their name in the hat or they have their name in the hat, they might think about this again because they could say, well, if Bob Melvin couldn't make this thing work, if Melvin wanted out with that much talent living in San Diego, he wanted out of that. How am I going to make this work? Wouldn't I just want out after a year, a couple years as well? I'm going to be miserable if Bob Melvin was, if, if he was miserable, right? This couldn't work with him. How, how is this going to work with me? Now, some managers, again, that don't know AJ, don't know the Padres culture and front office and all that, they'll probably say, I can make it work. Because, I mean, with players, there's a bunch of teams that say that as well. We can make it work with that player. We know how to unlock that player. Some teams are successful. Some teams aren't. But I just don't see how this job is very desirable to outside candidates. Sure, there's a bunch of people that would probably love to have the job that are just going to go in and be like, well, it's a managing job. There's only one one of 30. I'll, I'll hold one of 30 of these jobs. I can deal with it. But that's probably what Bob Melvin thought going in as well. That's probably what Andy Green, Jace Tingler, that's probably what they thought as well. I'd love to do this. This is going to be amazing. They were all smiling day one with A.J. Preller. And then what happened? It didn't work out well. And so like A.J. Preller being the president of baseball operations, still running things, I think that's going to limit the interest in this job. He can say in the Zoom that there's a bunch of interest, a bunch of qualified or a bunch of uh, interesting candidates with you know, success in the past and all that. Of course, he's going to say that. What, he's going to say that, no, there's no interest? Yeah, this job sucks. It's not appealing. Of course, he's going to say that there's interest. But yeah, I just... I think AJ, him being there and running things, is preventing some really good candidates from being interested in this job. I think it's limiting candidates. Why do we think that the two favorites are Ryan Flaherty and Mike Schilt? I'm not saying Mike Schilt shouldn't be considered, but like Ryan Flaherty, why do you think that he is one of the favorites? And it's not another experienced, respected guy. It's not between Schilt and someone else externally. It feels like it's between Schilt and Flaherty. And names will be thrown out there, I'm sure, here in this coming week about teams or people that have talked with the Padres. But it seems pretty clear like Flaherty and Schilt are the main guys here because they're inside the organization and they're they know about AJ Preller and they're familiar with AJ Preller and they're they're still in the organization. And it feels like Mike Schilt's desperate for a manager job. And we know Ryan Flaherty's desperate for a manager job because he's never managed before. And so, of course, he'd be interested. I don't know. I'm just saying, if there, I'm, th I'm thinking about this too. If there was a time, if there was ever a time for Peter Seiler to make the move and fire A.J. Preller, isn't this the time? Just clean slate. Just clean it off. And you get to start fresh. Is that the most ideal thing for him with his health and all that? No. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But it, what better time than now? Because if you don't now, you're probably going to have to wait three more years, right? I mean, Peter can do whatever he wants to do. If they don't make the postseason next year, I would think he would fire AJ. But are you going to fire the manager after one season as well? But, I mean, just think about this scenario, this possible scenario that I would love to happen. 
you have the balls to fire AJ Preller and say, we're done. I mean, Bob Melvin was the last straw. You couldn't make it work with him. We're done. Sorry, dude. That's it. I'll offer you a scouting spot, but you're you're not running things. Kim Ang is available. And Kevin Acey wrote in the Union Tribune that maybe the Padres are going to ask about Skip Schumacher from the Miami Marlins. Skip may not be happy that the Marlins got rid of Kim Ang. Seems like they had a good relationship there. His family still lives in Orange County. He used to drive from there to Petco Park every day when he was working with the Padres. Seems like he loves it. Don't know if he loves A.J. Preller, but he loves Ben and Woods. He's on that show all the time, and I love those interviews, listening to them talk it up. He was still on their show when he was managing the Marlins this past year. Would he be interested in being the manager of the Padres closer to home? I think he would, especially if the Padres fired Preller. That would make it more appealing. And they brought in Kim Eng to run things. That would make it more appealing, right? Because there's familiarity there. They just took the Marlins to the playoffs. You think they can't take the Padres to the playoffs? No, they could fall on their face. But I would love to have that. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I, that's, that's a pipe dream. You know how A.J. Preller thinks about all these different scenarios Long shots, 0.0001% you know, uh, probability of happening, like no shot. That's probably in this category. But I'm just thinking about that. Skip Schumacher, name, his name gets brought up. Maybe they'll ask permission. Well, I think Skip would say yes if Preller got fired. You could get a clean slate. You bring in Kim Ang, who was widely respected around baseball. And should not have had the Marlins try to put a president of baseball operations over her. Definitely shouldn't have happened. I think that's disrespectful to her. Bring her in. Bring Skip in. I think the players would buy into that. Skip Schumacher, former player. I think he has good relationships with those players. You think he wouldn't want to win for Padres fans? I think he would want to win for Padres fans. I sure do. If there's a time to do it, it's now. You don't have a new manager. You let AJ hire a new manager, guess what? That manager gets like a three-year contract. And you have to fire that guy, and you'd have to fire AJ after next season, if next season doesn't work, or 2025. If that doesn't work, then you want to make a change. Now, you only have to fire AJ. And I know Peter doesn't want to do that, but there's no manager right now. And it's not going to happen. It sure seems like AJ's just going along with this interview process. They've already started it. But that's just a pipe dream of mine. Like, if there, if there's a time, isn't this the best time to just clean slate? And I'm not, I should be taking into account Peter's health, but I'm just talking about looking at the situation right now. You just missed the postseason. Preller couldn't work with Melvin. Melvin's going to the Giants. Isn't this a red flag enough? A big enough red flag? Like, it's not working? This is terrible? Let's make a change here? Kim Ang is available. She said no to the, the Red Sox job. Bring Kim Ang, Kim Ang in, give her a big contract or a long-term contract, a commitment to her. Make it more appealing for someone like Skip Schumacher. If Kim Ang's brought in and Skip doesn't want to do it, there's still going to be people that would love to be the manager for this Padres team. And I think it brings in more managerial candidates because it's Kim Ang that they would be dealing with, not A.J. Preller, who has had a bunch of reports written about him about how he has a toxic 
work environment and the culture suck. I'm just throwing it out there. I'd love for that to happen. Mike Schilt would still be interested. If Kim Ang was here, I'm sure that Mike Schilt would still be interested. Does Peter Seidler have the balls to do it? With his health, I don't think so. And I understand that. But AJ's not the right guy. How many more red flags do you need to see, Peter? He's, he's not the right guy. I'm sure people disagree with me. Maybe some people agree. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. I don't think this is a very desirable job for external candidates, especially if they know people that worked with the San Diego Padres organization. Uh, super chat here from Alex. Sorry, I just saw this. My bad. If anyone else wants to do a super chat, it would be, it would be a great chime, a great, great chime, a great time to put in that super chat because I'm going through the comments now, so I will definitely get to all of those. Super thanks. I'll get to those if you're watching on replay. I appreciate all the support here. Alex says, it's going to be Flaherty. The interviews are a formality. Where Schultz getting the first interview, so I think it's Schultz and Flaherty. If, if Flaherty stays on the staff, if he's willing to stay on the staff below Schultz, I think Schultz gets the job so that Preller can keep both of them. That's how it feels like to me. JD's third says keeping AJ is stupid. James says fire AJ. Irie says if you're a good businessman, yes, you would be worried about just throwing formula down the drain, I would imagine. Yeah, well, that's why that's why they weren't going to fire Bob. Caesar says I thought AJ was excellent. Yeah, it doesn't look so much like that right now. And does Peter still think that AJ is excellent? He still has his full support according to that last statement from Peter, but excellence? I maintain that same viewpoint that I had then. Like, that was too far. You didn't have to go that far. You, you didn't have to go that far. Uh, Sky says, it will be pretty sad when Bomo is getting booed in the home opener next year. Bad look on the fans, but also a bad look on the org. I think some fans will boo, but I feel like it's a Tatis thing. Like, there were fan, these brave fans on social media that were going to boo Tatis. When, boo, when Tatis came back, I didn't hear boos. No, people love that Tatis was back. And I think people, at least the first game, when Bob Melman is introduced, maybe they honor him with a video or something, they will clap. And then it's, we want to beat the crap out of you because you're on the Giants. But yeah, you'll, you'll see that on social media, like boo Bob Melman, F that guy. It's real easy to say that on social media. Irie says, Peter Seidler says he wants to compete in this division. Diamondbacks are about to get some sweet World Series. Giants just got Bob Melvin. Dodgers are trying to get Otani. Yeah, I mean, the only team that you're ahead of is the Rockies, right? I mean, the Giants and Padres are pretty much on the same level. We don't even know who our manager is going to be, and they have Bob Melvin, and they have a ton of money to spend. The Padres don't have a manager. Juan Soto might be traded. Josh Hader's leaving. Blake Snell's leaving. Who knows about Waka, Martinez, Lugo, Gary Sanchez. I can go on and on there. Bunch of big contracts already locked in. Guys that had down seasons this past year. You look at the Dodgers. They have they had a bunch of injuries, and those guys are coming back. They have a ton of money that they can spend on Shohei Otani or a Blake Snell or an Aaron, Aaron Nola or a Yamamoto, other guys like that. Um, they're trending upwards, obviously. They won the division. I know they got swept by the D-backs, but they, they're, they're still in a better spot than the Padres are in right now. 
based off the success they had last year and the money they have to spend, I would say. And the D-backs, yeah, <laughs> they might go win the World Series this year. They're in the World Series. Congratulations to them. Tommy Pham against Travis Jankowski and Austin Hedges in the World Series. Did not think I was going to be saying that, but here we are. Um, Rudy says, if Bob gave great moments, then he's also on the hook for the bad moments. You can't give him a pass on the bad ones if you praise the good ones. That's fair. Part of this season was on Bob. Not all of it. I think most of it was on AJ, if it's between Bob and AJ. A lot of it's on the players, no doubt. No doubt. And some of it's on Peter. Everyone takes part of the blame here. I'm not saying that Bob has no blame. I think Peter, excuse me, I think AJ, he deserves more of the blame. But yeah, he's on the hook for bad moments as well. Yes, he is. Not saying that he isn't. But I think the, the GM, I think he's more important than the manager. He takes more of the blame here. Especially when he's been here for a long time and he has no World Series appearance, no World Series championship. And 2022, as I've said previously many times, Sure seems like 2022 is an outlier. Alex with the Super Chat, thank you so much, man. What they are doing is what rebuilding teams do. What, fire a manager? Eh. I mean, yeah, re well, rebuilding teams, they're not, I sure hope they're not rebuilding. You can't rebuild with the guys that you have. You can take a step back, but you can't rebuild. Like, the payroll is going to take a step back, but you're not rebuilding. Access, is there anywhere I can watch the conference, press conference? Uh, the Giants one? Go to their YouTube. And Preller, go to 97.3 The Fan. Go to their Twitter. And they have clips there. And I'm sure Marty Caswell will probably post the full thing later. And maybe some other outlets will as well. Uh, JD's third. Does AJ ever tell the truth? Uh, probably not. I mean, he tells the truth technically, but... Not the full truth, I would say. I agree, Jennifer. Blake is not coming back. Sky says, if we focus on getting our prospects into the Major League roster, we can shed a lot of payroll and see what talent we have there. I think the Padres are going to do that. I think the double A, like those guys are going to keep being brought up and be together. I think that's important as well. And it might not, you're not, you might not see Jackson Merrill at the beginning of this coming season. But yes, they, they pretty much have to. If they want to lower the payroll and still contend, those prospects, you look at the D backs with some of their young talent, the Dodgers, seems like every year they have those people. They've got to come up and they've got to perform. They're cheap contracts. The payroll can go down that way and you can still be a, a contending team. So yeah, it's going to have to happen. We'll see. We'll see. You know, Preller, he's done. He's had good drafts. It's been the developing. That's been the question mark, right? Oscar, so, so happy Bowmel is gone. I, I do see this thought on social media as well. Like, you're happy that Bowmel has gone. Um, I, I guess it depends on who the next one is. If it's Schilt, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think maybe it's a little bit of a step down. But And I'm ready to move on. Like I said, a little, I mean... Sure, there's a lot of reflection. I mean, Bomel, he just left, and he's just had his Giants press conference. But I'm ready to start talking about the next manager of this team, and I hope that Bob Melvin loses every single freaking game that he plays against the Padres. 
That's how it is. Thank you for 2022. But now you're the enemy, right? That's that's just how it is. Yeah, and this is a point from Sky. Good point. This is the best manager AJ has had in his era, and he screwed that one up. And that guy wanted to go to an NL West team with a year left on his contract. He makes two bad managerial hirings and Andy Green and Jace Tingler. I get Andy Green. That was a rebuilding team and all that, but still bad. Tingler, bad. And Melvin, good year, and then bad year. And he screwed up that relationship as well. Why should we be um, convinced that the next guy that he brings in, that relationship's not going to be effed up, or he's not going to make the 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 bad, the, the dumb hiring, right? He hasn't made one single manager work. And I mean, like, 2022, the season worked, but the, the relationship, it didn't work. At the end of the day, it didn't work. You brought him in to win a World Series. You didn't get there, and you didn't win it. it at the end of the day, again, if, like I said earlier, you have to choose between success and failure. It's a failure. The relationship, it did not work. At the end of the day, bottom line, it did not work. Sky says, Blake Snell, you are a St. Louis Cardinal. Maybe there is interest there, at least according to Bob Nightingale. Oscar says, if they hire Benji Gill, do you think he could bring Otani over? I don't know. What's the connection there between Benji Gill and Otani? I've, I've heard Benji Gill continue to be mentioned. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be interviewed. I haven't heard that name from like Dennis Lynn or Kevin Acey. So I think that's a fan name that's being thrown out there, just like Ozzie Guillen. We'll see. We'll see some names that'll be that will be th floated out there. I don't think it's just going to be Flaherty Schilt that are the only names out there. I think a name, at least one, will be floated out there as an external candidate that was interviewed by the Padres. I hope so. I mean, I, I I'm on Team Schilt. But there's still talented people out there. At least go talk to those people. Maybe you get some ideas from those conversations that you have. Maybe those people will be coaches on this next manager's coaching staff. You never know. I, I think the Padres need to be open to talking to everyone and anyone. Sure, you want to get a manager before like the offseason gets going, but you can get you can have a bunch of interviews in. AJ Preller doesn't sleep, right? He has plenty of time. All right, continuing to go through the chat here. Oscar says, I feel like uh, Bob Melvin was lucky to still have a job at the end of the season. Why? Because you don't, because he blew some, some games. I mean, every manager, Bruce Bochy wasn't great sometimes with the bullpen. And he's known for managing the bullpen well. But sometimes the guys that you bring in, it's the right move and it just doesn't work out. With this said, did Bob make mistakes sometimes? Yes, he did. Not saying that he didn't, but so does every manager in baseball. Sky says, Craig Council is under contract. I believe he is about to take an interview with the Mets. He is. I think the Padres should at least express interest there. He could deny it. He probably will. It's between Milwaukee and New York. I mean, he's taking the interview with New York because he knows David Stearns and he has that relationship. And he probably has a better opportunity to win there than with the, with the Milwaukee Brewers. He'll have more resources. Better players, probably more higher payroll, obviously. Um, but I mean, I think he lives in Milwaukee year round. So I think it's between New York and Milwaukee. It's not, I don't think San Diego is, he might take an interview, but he's not coming to the Padres. I would be shocked if Craig Council was, a, he was going to sign up to deal with what 
Bob Melvin just had to go through with A.J. Preller. I would be shocked. Charlie says Joe Madden said he would be interested in, in, in an interview. Did he? Was that on like MLB Network? I know he has, he goes on MLB Network sometimes with Brian Kenny, that that guy. That Joe Musgrove is not a fan of, <laughs> which I totally understand. Uh, Joe Madden, again, I'd be interested in Preller talking to Joe Madden. Don't know if that's the best guy, but he, he has won a World Series before. I, I don't think that would be the worst guy. I want I want the guy that comes in to be on the same page as as AJ. That's what I want. Because AJ's running the show. I don't want someone that's clashing with AJ because we know how that works. Ben with the super chat. Thank you so much for this. Did I just say Ben with the super chat? JD's third with the super chat. Thank you. Sorry, I've been talking for an hour and a half. My bad. Uh, he says, Ben, what will you do with this channel when the Padres are sold and relocated to Nashville? Will you still follow them or will you be soccer only? I, I mean, I wouldn't be soccer only because there's still San Diego State to talk about. This franchise isn't going anywhere. Peter Seidler's not going to move this franchise. Uh, no. There's no way this franchise moves anywhere, right? Maybe at some point we thought about that. We thought that same thing about the Chargers, but Peter Seidler is not Dean Spanos. Like, there's a difference there. This It's not going to be relocated. So, and if they relocate, then I probably wouldn't be a Padres fan. I would, I would not be a Nashville Padres fan. You're probably joking with that. I would still be a San Diego sports channel. Yes. It's mainly Padres, obviously, because that's the big team in town. That's the big topic. But I will get to other San Diego sports here at the end. Mainly San Diego Wave, because that's the big thing, the big talking point right now. Because um, there was some news that came out there. Continuing to go through the chat here. Uh, has anyone heard the players saying they're mad about the firing? No, I have not heard anything about that. I I'm sure some players don't really like it, but maybe they'll like it a little bit more or they'll be more okay with it if Mike Schultz the manager or if Flaherty's the manager. Maybe some players want Flaherty to be the manager and they weren't big fans of Bob Melvin. I don't know, but I have not heard about the, the players being mad about the firing. Preller did say that he's talked to six or seven players. I'm sure it's all the big names on the team, the leaders of the team. And then he's going to try to get to a lot of the other players over the next few days about that. JD's third says he thinks Preller needs to hire Ben Fadden as the manager. No, I'm good. I wouldn't be able to deal with Preller probably. If Bo Mel couldn't deal with it, I probably couldn't deal with Preller. And I was a fan of Preller. Like I, I respect the work ethic. I love that. You know, he, he does whatever it takes. Sorry. He does whatever it takes to um, to win. Like, he, it seems like he wants to win. But sometimes he steps over that line, and it goes too far. Instead of letting people just do their jobs, he takes it too far. So, yeah, I mean, we would be on the same wavelength. We, we would have the same goal. Like, I'm someone that would work my butt off to try to help this Padres team win. I'm not saying I'm qualified. I'm not, but like, yeah, I, I care probably as much as AJ about the Padres team winning. Like I really care trying to do whatever it takes to get this Padres team to win. I'm just a fan. I, I don't control the roster moves and he can to a degree. Right. 
But thank you for putting my name in the hat. I have taken my name out of the hat. Uh, Caesar asks, who do you think will be the Padres manager? I think it's going to be Mike Schilt. I think both Flaherty and Schilt will be on the staff. I think Schilt is the manager. I think that's the right guy. The pipe dream is like Skip Schumacher, Kim Ang, Preller gets fired, but that's not going to happen. I'm just bringing it up because that would be amazing if that did happen. Brent says, Don Tricker, next manager of the Padres. Yeah, right. Maybe, you know, this has been brought up. AJ should just go manage. So he can't blame anyone. But that's why he wouldn't manage because he he loves having his attention somewhere other than the big league team. And he talked about that in his press conference today. And he said in 20, he like admitted in 2020 that, yeah, I I had a lot of attention with the big league club because it was COVID. Couldn't really do anything else then why didn't you have the attention on the big league club this past season? If that worked in 2020, are you just realizing that now? And if that's the case, that's a problem. But hopefully he spends a lot of time with the big league club next year and doesn't just think that, yeah, everything's okay, and then distance himself from it, which is what he kind of admitted here at the video conference. Yeah, Alex brings this up about Skip Schumacher. Didn't Schumacher throw shade at AJ during an interview? I don't know if he was talking about the Padres or if he was talking about the Cardinals. He did say, like, he said something about, it was on the Dan Lebertard show. I posted a, a, a the video clip of it on social media when he said this. I think this was during this past season about how he's been on past staffs, past teams where guys are going for each other's jobs, and that's not what you want. That's pretty much what he said. I assume that's the Padres, but that's because I'm a Padres fan. Maybe that's, I mean... Ali Marmol, he was under Mike Schiltz. Maybe Marmol was going for Schiltz's job, and we didn't, we're not thinking about that. I don't know. So, yeah, like with Skip, I think if, if it's AJ gets fired, yeah, this job becomes more appealing. If he's asked by AJ for an interview, maybe he goes and has a conversation. I mean, his family's in Orange County. He was with this Padres team for years. So... I think he'd think about it, but it, it instantly becomes more appealing, in my opinion, if AJ is not the president of baseball operations. Uh, Chad asks, any news if Niebla is leaving too? That's another thing. He AJ did not confirm Niebla would be back. It seems like he wants Niebla back, but he did not confirm, yes, Ruben Niebla is going to be back. It seems like they're going to hire a manager and then they're going to have conversations with the coaching staff because the manager is probably going to have a significant say on who is on the coaching staff, I would imagine. AJ is going to have say there, obviously, as well. Yes, Ruben Diablo's daughter goes to San Diego State. I think his son, I think his whole family is here. So I think he wants to stay. It would make sense to stay. He's he's part of the, the pitching lab, right, at Point Loma Nazarene. So... Feels like he really likes Padres fans. I know that he sees a lot of my stuff on social media as well. I think he wants to stay. Um, but what if Bob asks, hey, can you be my pitching coach in San Francisco? And there, he doesn't know who the manager in San Diego is going to be. What would he do? I don't know. What is his relationship? What is his relationship like with AJ Preller? Not sure about that either, right? All right, my laptop's about to die, so I want to get to uh, the San Diego Wave topic that I wanted to hit on today, and then I'll get back to the comments if I have some time. But hitting on San Diego Wave, so 
three, two players and one coach in San Diego Wave. They have been nominated for season end of season awards, the most valuable player award. Naomi Gurma, she is nominated for that. She's up for that. And defender of the year, goalkeeper of the year, Kaylin Sheridan is up for that. And Casey Stoney is up for coach of the year. So MVP, Sam Coffey in Portland, Dabinia in Kansas City, Caroline in North Carolina, wishing the best to her. You know, she she was out with an injury. She probably is going to be out mo- most, if not all, of next season. I think she tore her ACL. So hoping the best for her, wishing a good recovery for her. And Sophia Smith, those are the players that Nay is going to be competing against here for MVP. I guess not competing against. She's already played her season. I don't think she's going to win MVP. I think that offensive players, they get the advantage there. But Naomi Gurma is going to win Defender of the Year. She should. Nay definitely should win Defender of the Year. Lockdown. Sarah Gordon played every game for Angel City. Allie Krieger last year. Good story there. Uh, Kaylee Kurtz with North Carolina. Sam Staub, Iron Woman, played every minute, every game with Washington Spirit. I'm not saying that those players don't deserve to be a finalist. They don't. Sam Staub would love her to be on San Diego Wave. Sarah Gordon's talented. Allie Cree, all of these players are talented, but Naomi Gurma is the best defender in the league. I don't think that's biased. I think a lot of people will say that. Nay is the best defender in the league. So she deserves to win Defender of the Year. And I think she deserves to be ahead of some players here for MVP. I'm not saying she deserves to win MVP. I would probably say Caroline. Sophia Smith missed time with injury, but she'd probably be up there. But Nay, I think, deserves to be not fifth and probably not fourth. But as a defender, she might get knocked. She, she might be penalized for not being a forward and scoring a bunch of goals. But she is super valuable to this Wave team. I'm so happy. I was so happy when that news came down earlier in the season that she's going to be with San Diego Wave through 2026. Same thing with Jaden Shaw. I was so happy. Um, She's so important to this team. So she's going to win Defender of the Year. I would be shocked. I'm not going to be surprised, though, if she does not win MVP. Goalkeeper of the Year, Kaylin Sheridan is going up against Katie Lund of Louisville, Racing Louisville, and Jane Campbell of Houston. There's a lot of talk on social media about Jane Campbell and how she deserves it. So I'm not going to act like I know a ton about Jane Campbell, but I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up winning it. But Kaylin Sheridan, I believe she led the league this year in clean sheets. And I think she's the best keeper in the league. I mean, ever since I've been a Wave fan, which was since the franchise started, I've seen Kaylin Sheridan play in every match. I have been so impressed by what I've seen from Kaylin Sheridan. Love that she is here. She is going to be here for years to come. And I would be, I would not be surprised if Kaylin Sheridan won. And probably a little biased with this one, but I think Kaylin Sheridan should get Keeper of the Year. Rookie of the Year, no way players there. Coach of the Year, Casey Stoney is competing against Juan Carlos Amoros of Gotham and Becky Tweed of L.A. Casey Stoney, I mean, second year of a expansion franchise. You made the playoffs last year. You have to navigate all your players being gone from the World Cup. And you win the Shield. You have a huge win at Portland. Some big matches that they were able to win. Some matches they were able to get a point out of. 
They struggled there at home, and they were able still to win the Shield. I mean, I definitely can make a case for Casey Stoney. And as someone who's biased with the Wave, I want Casey Stoney to win Coach of the Year. She won it last year, I believe. She she definitely has a case. I'd love to see Casey Stoney win it, but I do understand that Coach of the Year, just like other sports, it's usually goes to it goes to the coach that had the lowest expectations but got the most out of the team, right? And Becky Tweed took over. She was the in, she's the interim manager and took her team to the playoffs. Didn't look like that season was going to be well at all for Angel City, but they turned it around and they were the hottest team going into this playoffs. They lost against Oil Rain. But I think that will win her coach of the year. But Casey Stoney should be second. Now, Gotham, I'm going to give credit there. Like, they were, I think, last place last year, and they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Like, there's definitely got to get props there. But they did get a lot better, and there was health. There was more health, at least from the big players that I remember this season from Gotham. They bring in Lynn Williams. I mean, (laughs) that helps. Uh, now, Casey Stoney, obviously, Wave have a lot of talented players as well. But to win the Shield, I think she deserves at least second place here in Coach of the Year. So those are the final um, final nominees here for the Player of the Year, Defender of the Year, Keeper of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. Wave is up for MVP, Defender of the Year with Germa, Keeper of the Year with Sheridan, and Coach of the Year with Casey Stoney. Obviously, what matters the most is what they do as a team. And as a team, they already took home the shield, the best regular season club, which is awesome. They did it at Snapdragon Stadium. And now they have a chance to go win the championship in front of their home crowd on November 11th if they're able to get past OL Reign and retire Megan Rapino on November 5th. Those tickets are available. San Diego Waves website. Uh, they're also available. Link in the description for the clip that I'm going to post. So go get your tickets. They're as low as $10. Show up. Show out, support San Diego Wave. They are the lone big pro soccer team in town right now. San Diego Loyal, unfortunately, is folded. They are done, and San Diego FC is not going to be an MLS team on the field until 2025. So put all your effort in San Diego Wave. They deserve the support. They deserve you showing up. No doubt about that. Can't wait for November 5th, November 11th. We'll see if the Wave get there. I hope they will. I'm confident that they will. And uh, U.S. Women's National Team, they come to town this coming Sunday. So can't wait for that as well. It's going to be a great uh, few weeks here at Snapdragon Stadium, women's soccer-wise. So Gurma, I think she's going to win Defender of the Year. I think that's a lock. The other awards I don't think are locks, but wishing the best to those players for sure. All right, getting back to the comments here for a couple minutes before my laptop, my laptop, my laptop dies on me here. Uh, yeah, Seidler loves the stability. Tatis going to have his fourth manager. Yep, can't make this ish up. Yep, I, I got you, Jad. Yep. I mean, Jeter, I get it's different circumstances, and times are different, but Derek Jeter played a long career, right? All with the Yankees. He had three managers his entire tenure, and one of them was Buck Showalter in his first season, and then, they, and then he went to a new manager in Joe Torre, then Joe Girardi. Right? Like, Tatis, this will be his fourth guy. And how old is he? 24? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, stability. He loves stability with Preller, but he doesn't he doesn't care if it's stability or not, if, if there's stable 
if it's a stable environment with the coaching staff. He's fine with changing all the time there, but as long as it's stability with, P- with uh, AJ, he's fine. All right, any more comments that stands out to me? Yes, I want Ruben to be able to stay, for sure. I think he has helped out this Padres team greatly. I think if the Padres can control it, yes, Ruben, Ruben is staying. He's under contract, so he's staying. I think Flaherty is staying. And if Schultz, the manager, then obviously he is staying as well. Those are the three locks, I would say, that would stay with the Padres. All right. That's going to do it. Talking for hours, episode 500. Thank you all for the support. I've gotten to episode 500. I mean, maybe I would do this all without you, but I don't know if I'd be doing it on YouTube. I love interacting with Padres fans. You all have been amazing to me. Thank you for the support at Peco Park, in person, on social media in the comments, in these live streams. Whenever people want to join the show, I always put that link pinned up at the top of the chat in these live streams. Thank you so much for the support. I really do appreciate it. I love Padres fans. Love you all. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, hopefully, you know, this Padres situation gets better. See ya.